Okay. The SNC podcast episode 41. That's insane. Uh, we have Luke Stone with us. Uh, so who are you and what you, what do you do besides, you know, your name? Because I just mentioned your name. <laughs> yeah. Well, my name is Luke Stone. I am uh, the writer and artist behind a book called Hybrids, the Sons of Gods. Uh, I'm the artist for a book called Voodoo Nations, and I am the editor-in-chief at Terraform Comics. So do quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, you guys started Terraform like... Six weeks ago. Oh, yeah. really? Uh, it's like time it this like recording. Longer than that. I know, right? Yeah, it feels like it was a long time ago. But yeah, if you look at the calendar, it was just it's just been a, a short six weeks. So it's That's yeah. Cool. Uh yeah, so um talk more about that in a second. But like what's your elevator pitch to uh get people to check out hybrids? Oh yeah, okay. So um would you like to have superpowers? Let me ask that question. Yeah. Yeah, right. Everybody would, right? So what if I told you that there was a possibility that you could have a dormant trait that would give you the power to lift buildings or teleport or control things with your mind? You, you listen? You, you, I got, you got your attention? Yeah. Well, listen to this. Back in uh, uh, a long time ago, several religions, including the Bible, recount a story of angels coming down and seeing the daughters of men and liking them and having babies with them. These creatures were called the Nephilim and not just Christianity, but a lot of different religions recount this story. And these stories took place about 1500 years prior to the Greek gods, to the first stories of those. Right. And some people believe that the Greek gods were just exaggerations of those real life Nephilim. So I got to thinking, what would happen if those uh, Nephilim continued to have babies throughout the generations? And what happened was that DNA just kind of watered down and became dormant inside of people. And right now you or I could be walking around with a little bit of that angelic hybrid DNA. And what if something happened to make it wake up and then all of a sudden we would have powers? Like that would be pretty cool, right? Oh, so, in, yeah. so in hybrids, the sons of gods, that's exactly what happens. Overnight, people start developing these powers, some like the Greek gods, some much more fantastic than that. But just as soon as they start developing the powers, some of these people start to vanish. And so we actually follow a group of heroes that are trying to find out who's taking them, why they're being taken and where they're being kept. And so that is the, the, the kind of the gist of uh, Hybrid's Trash Day, the first arc that uh, is actually now in trade paperback on Indiegogo. So that's, that's the book. Yeah, I'm going to put the link in the description because yeah. we do a YouTube version and then the podcast version. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so um, superheroes and whatever. Um, my book is superhero related, uh, but it branches off into other things later on. Um, some people say that like it's hard to get new people, like people that know Marvel and DC into like indie superheroes because they don't know them. So, like, what would you say about that? Like, so, um, I think that was true until recently. So um, I'll tell it best with this story here. So right about the time everybody was starting to go into lockdown, you know, it's 2020. So we're dealing with that, right? Um, I remember going to the store to pick up some essentials and some things for dinner, you know, trying to f figure out like what we could get that could last for a couple of weeks in case we weren't able to get back out. And um, I love smoked sausage. 
And so we went to the smoked sausage rack and I was going to say, Hey, you know, we can grab some of that stuff. Cause you can cook that for dinner, for breakfast, for whatever. And, um, normally we get the Roger Wood, uh, uh, lumberjack stuff. Right. And so we went there, but it was all gone. Like everyone had the exact same idea that I did. And so it was gone. And all that was left was what we call the cheap stuff down on the bottom, this stuff called Georgia boy. I'm like, ah, crap. All that's left is Georgia boy. But I was determined I was going to have some smoked sausage. So I went ahead and I bought a little bit of the Georgia boy and took that home. Well, lo and behold, when it comes time to cook that stuff up, I'm like, man, I have this Georgia boy. So disappointed. It didn't have Roger Wood lumberjack sausage, right? Well, what happened was I, as soon as I started cooking it, it smelled better. And I was like, wow, that smells really good. And then when we ate it, everyone was like, this was better than the other stuff that we had. And now I'm a Georgia boy. That's what I want. I want Georgia boy. I went back to the store. Guess what's gone? Georgia boy. All that's left is Roger Wood because people went and there was no more Roger, uh, no more Roger Wood up there. So they, they gravitated towards the Georgia boy. And what happened was what they thought was inferior turned out to be the better sausage. And so now that's the one that's always gone and the Roger Wood's always on the shelf. And I'm thinking that I'm seeing that that's what's happening right now in independent comics. People, you know, couldn't get a hold of their, uh, of their main two. You know, they couldn't get a hold of those uh, staple superheroes that we all know and love. Um, so they were still hungry. They still needed to, to eat that, consume that entertainment. So what they did is they went to the indies who, instead of going pencils down, went pencils up hardcore. And um, I'm seeing more and more people gravitate towards independent comics. My local shop, about 50% of his store is full of independent comics now. And so that is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There was a girl that I sent my Kickstarter link to that I'm friends with. And uh, she's like, oh, I'm actually opening my own comic book and like game store. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, yeah, I want like all of your comics in there. It's like, like mine. Cause I got like three or four by like the time our Kickstarter ends. And she's like, yeah. Oh no, like your entire platform. I was like, okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a hundred something comics. So yeah, yeah, I just have to figure out a way to get them all printed or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure when this is going to air, but I will tell you that uh, Liberty distribution will be up and running next week. Like it, it he, they're going hard with it, and it is a, uh, it, it is designed for independents to get into stores that are independent friendly. Oh, so, cool. yeah, so it is a, a great option um, for people to get their get their it's stuff not, into stores. It's not going to turn into like diamond or anything. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, it is it is designed and dedicated to be kind of an alternative for uh, those independent friendly stores that want to be able to order in one place. And also for those creators that, that have product that can come out quite regularly. So yeah, that's cool. it's going to be a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. I have to figure out how to get all of those comics printed, but yeah, that's a thing that we got to figure out still. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, where do you see like Terraform comics in like a year from now? Uh, a year from now. So this year, you know, we, like I said, we just, we didn't launch too long ago and we we're slowly uh, releasing more information about like what's happening. We kind of want to slowly keep uh, opening up and, and, and being in the, in the news cycle really. <laughs> so this year is a lot of, a lot of prep. Uh, we are really trying to build up the three things that a publisher needs uh, audience capital and distribution. So those are the three things that we're really working hard on right now. 
and we hope that in 2021 we're going to be uh, going full full bore with um, with all three of those things. And so, uh, and then by the end of next year, the anticipation is that we'll have five or six titles out, um, and probably more to come uh, with all of that kind of stuff. So, what about five years from now? Five years from now, I plan to be somewhat of a household name, <laughs> at least some of our creators to be a household name anyway, and, and to uh, at least have a solid reputation amongst most people who are indie friendly of, of quality and of solid storytelling and of great creators. So that's really kind of what we're looking for right now is in five years to have that, maybe even have some of our stuff uh, uh, moved over into animation and live action and uh, start to kind of spread out into other things like action figures and stuff like that. So that's the five-year plan, but it's, um, you know, those things tend to change. Like, you know, yeah. everybody that had plans for this year, this year changed a lot, so. Yeah, like our plan this year was to finally go to Comic-Cons and like, you know, do tables and stuff there. And then, oh, wow. you know, this year happened, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. So. yeah, we had a couple of plans towards the end of the year as well. And um nope yep yeah we have a whole plan set up for cons and everything and now i'm like oh are we gonna be able to ever do that now <laughs> so <clears throat> yep figure it out but um so what got you into like comics dude um i don't know how old you are 29. um what's that 29 yeah i'm 40 so um yeah Back in the day, and I can say that with some, <laughs> back in the day, uh, I, my mom and dad, when I was about three years old, they would go out and hang out in the evening um, at this little diner with some friends, and they would stay out till three or four o'clock in the morning with a three-year-old, mind you. Uh, but to entertain me, uh, they would just throw me a napkin and some, some pens and something to draw with. Well, I started to actually do that, and I liked it, and I got, started to get good at it. I remember 1985, I was a real big fan of He-Man. Um, watched the show all the time, had all the toys. And uh, so they thought, hey, uh, one of my, my dad's friends said, oh, your son likes that He-Man. Maybe he'll like these comic books. And at that time, 1985, Mike Zeck was doing a run of uh, Marvel books called Secret Wars. And I uh, got a hold of a couple of those books and absolutely fell in love with comic books. Tried drawing every picture of that book, would lay paper on top of it to trace it so I could figure out how to, how to draw, you know, and then that turned into like, you know, getting those muscle man magazines, trying to figure out how to make like, you know, even more like uh, a, a more proper anatomy and stuff and all those kind of things. And uh, that just really kind of got me going. But uh, unfortunately where I grew up, uh, not a lot of people were reading comic books and it was uh, you know, we, we always had a, a local comic shop, but they didn't. They never really prospered real well uh, through the '90s. They did really. They did really good during the '90s. But kind of towards the end of the '90s, um, when you know all the speculation stuff and they overprinted books and stuff, the comic shops really suffered the most. And one of our local shops suffered. And we didn't have a local shop for a long time. And um, so there was no way to really kind of spotlight and showcase my art and my ability to create comics. Uh, so I started playing guitar and singing. And so, but there's always a place for someone to play and sing. So I kind of started doing that stuff. Well, I wound up coming down to Jacksonville in 2014, and uh, I thought, hey, I'll find a band to play with here. And as, as big as the music scene is here, uh, I was doing more faith-based stuff, and there was no, no faith-based music scene at all <laughs> in Jacksonville. Like, it was, you know, unless you, like, were hip. So I was like, well, I, I guess 
I guess I'm not going to do that. Uh, but unfortunately, what ha something happened in November, early November of 2014. A friend of mine, Gary Dale, his brother Jeremy, was an artist with IDW who had done some G.I. Joe books, and he had done his own work called Sky Skyward, his own IP. And he had gotten sick at a convention and passed away in early November. And he was my age, like, you know, maybe a year older. And it really kind of shook me because I had lived vicariously through this guy, you know. I'm like, well, one of us in the group made it into comics. I'd always wanted to work in comics. But, you know, one of us made it, so it's, it's fine. You know, we don't need that. You know, it's one of us was there. Um, but when he passed away, it made me realize that, you know, I'd been wanting to do this for a long time. And I, um, I, just, I, I just didn't you know, and I didn't want to keep doing that anymore. I wanted to actually make comics. And so I buckled down and started to practice again, started uh, drawing every day, started uh, working on, on stuff, and then uh, started to release uh, some of my first books in 2016. So worked really hard through 2015 to build something and kind of create something. And then by the um, end of 2015, beginning of 2016, we really started uh, taking off. And then um, everything happened with 2016 got weird. <laughs> everything happened with that you know some life stuff happened and so I kind of got out of it a little bit but uh, then I was able to get back in and so for the last couple of years I've been really solid um, being able to to produce and to publish so yeah like I started 2014 15 like writing everything that I have and then uh well not everything and um I wrote it as like a story it was like a 1200 page story yeah. And then that's now what the graphic novel that I have that's slowly coming out. So it takes a long time. People yep. don't, I don't think people realize or respect the amount of work it takes to make a comic. Yeah. Um, my brother read our uh, comic ink and um, he's like, Oh, so when's the second one come out? I was like, when, when I have the money. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, it's incredibly what? expensive. <laughs> and I was like, it costs a lot of money to make a comic book. And he's like, how much and I was like adding everything up and he's like really and I was like why, why do you think I do kickstarter or whatever yeah like, I told I try to tell people on average it takes anywhere between uh 35 3500 to yep. to eight grand to, yeah. to do a comic depending on um on what you can do yourself and obviously it goes a little cheaper for me because I'm the artist you know yeah but if, the I, more books, if I knew art that'd be awesome yeah. <laughs> I mean, the more books that I do, though, unfortunately, I can't do as much as I would. In order to produce as much as I do, I have to have teams to work with, like layout artists to help, you know, speed up the, the process with the editor. And, and um, I have to have colorists and letterers and stuff like that. Though I can do all of that stuff myself. There's no way that I can produce as much as I do without having an assembly line team. Yeah. You know? And so that costs money. You know, every yep. page costs money. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. I use my own paychecks to pay to make the comics, but I'm trying to change that because I want to do this as like just full time mm -hmm. in like a year, year and a half. So uh, I told my business partner Dylan to like, yeah, I want to like try to move away from paying the artists and stuff myself and just try to, you know, figure out a different way to do uh, that. Well, yeah. You can. It's very possible, especially, you know, with the crowdfunding stuff. So now yeah. I just finished up issue five's Kickstarter um, March. Yeah, March. And so um, that went really well. Uh, and it was the first book where I actually made a profit by the end of it, um, like a solid profit. So 
book one, obviously I kickstarted that. Most of that came out of pocket, but I've been able to print that book so much and, you know, with different covers and things like that to where it has paid for itself. Oh, you know, a couple times over. And so I've gotten that way with issue two, issue three, issue four, and issue five was, it was really the first one where whatever my investment was going in, I doubled it. So I actually doubled my investment on that book as of this point. So now I'm going into the, into the um, trade paperback and my investment into the trade paperback is very, is very low. Um, But uh, the trade paperback is going to help with the production of issues six through 10. And so now it's to the point to where I've paid myself back. I'm not spending any more money that I don't have. I'm at least going to break even uh, at best. But the plan is that from this point forward, uh, uh, Luke is becoming an IP factory. You know, I'm going to make sure that that I'm able to get that book out and then start to do others um, off of the profits of these other books and still be able to still be able to take in at least enough to try to pay off some of my bills and stuff like that. You know, some credit cards and all that kind of stuff and make it a living. Yeah. That's basically what I want to do. So. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but yeah. it can be done. It can absolutely be done. Yeah. Yeah, I think our video game will kind of help with that aspect. But um, which is way cool, man. Like, how did you uh, get into that? The video game. Um, yeah. How did that come about? Uh. So. It was like. Twenty. Yeah, twenty seventeen is when we like got our LLC. And uh, me and Dylan were, like, talking in his apartment for, like, hours. Like, first I was going over everything about the Seer Chronicles, so he, like, knows basically everything about the story. But he still doesn't know some of the things, so I'm like, yeah. And uh, then we came up with, like, guidelines of, like, oh, we're not going to do, like, what Marvel does, like, have multiple different kinds of Spider-Men and things like that. So if, like, Peter Parker dies, oh, there's, like, Miles or whatever. So we don't have anything like that. Um, continuity is like a big thing. And like, we're kind of like scientifically accurate with certain things like, um, like John Benson in the Seer Chronicles, like the, he's one of the main characters and he has like a rock layer of skin that's under, he's kind of like the thing, but like if you had human skin over the thing. Okay. So, so it's kind of creepy, but yeah. <laughs> um, and if some some car or something was to hit that, he would the car would get damaged. But like the original issue one, that didn't happen. And we were like, oh, so the artist didn't understand that. Um, so new artist definitely does. Um, but we wanted like continuity and all that other stuff. And so if like a cop is chasing a certain character down a certain street, that street will be the same street in the comic and like you could follow along in the video game but originally it wasn't even a video game it was just a uh, google maps because it, all the cities are based on cities that i have lived around or in and um, the first city that is in the video game is the my hometown schenectady new york and uh we just built upon it so like my friend scott that's the developer because i'm not the best at doing that yet um yeah he did something with like Google maps, like API and uh, unity. And he like just put skyscrapers, like where there's like just regular houses or whatever. And yeah. uh, we changed certain aspects of it to change it up a little, but it is connected. still, the streets are the same, whatever. And uh, then 
it was just the 3D map. And then we're like, wait, you're building that Unity? He's like, yeah. And I was like, can we make that a video game? And he's like, yeah. I always like wanted to do that. Okay. So now we have a video game that's coming out if it's funded. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's I've got a, a I'm, yeah. I've got a role playing game coming out, but oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've worked with a um, uh, a game developer who is uh, who's who's developed the average universe into a, a kind of game, a, a die rolling kind of theater of the mind role playing game, and so. One of the stretch goals for this Kickstarter, uh, not Kickstarter, this Indiegogo, is if we hit the 10 grand mark, everyone will get a copy of the Quick Play. So we've got a Quick Play that's done already. And then we're uh, nearly, we're, we're going to be getting real close to being done with the, um, with the full manual, the, the, the game, you know, the player's manual, the GM manual, and all the, all the bells and whistles with it, uh, which will be in a big volume that will, that will hopefully will release early next year. So. Um, but at least until then, when we, when we ship out the books and if we can hit that 10 grand mark, then we'll, we'll ship out the books with, uh, with one copy of the, pl- of the, uh, quick play to everybody that does a, a physical and it unlocks to where you can buy multiple copies if you want more. Cause it's kind of designed to where like, if you and I had a couple friends, you know, we could have up to six people playing, you know, and so each one would have their own little manual cause it has character sheets on the inside. And then it has some maps and stuff for the, for the stuff for the players, as long as you don't flip too far and cheat you'll be fine <laughs> that's cool yeah it's gonna be fun yeah someone joseph uh i can't say it's, uh, i think it's do it do's do it do it i can't d-u-i-s that'd be Dewey's. yeah I think that's what it is. and uh he's like oh like, your comic would probably be a cool like role-playing type of game i was like oh i didn't even think of that but yeah mm-hmm. i guess because of the yeah. whole map situation I'm like oh well video game yeah. first yeah and the video game is like continuing so it's gonna go for as long as our comics go so nice nice yeah I can't wait for that um yeah so besides like comics or you know being a pastor and whatever else pastor yeah. priest whatever you are. yeah I'm a, I'm a pastor, pastor yeah, yeah. pastor is uh um, my, it's what's funny, you know, people often joke, call me Rev, like, well, actually, I'm, I am a reverend, so um, I'm, I'm ordained, <laughs> so I'm, Rev, I'm Reverend Luke Stone, so, uh, which is you know, kind of funny, and a lot of people always think, you know, when they find out what I do for a day job, like what I, you know, my full-time thing, they always think, oh, so this is a Christian book, isn't it, and I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean it's not a Christian book? And I'm like, I mean, it's just a superhero book. Now, it is kind of written from, you know, my worldview, you know, so it does have some of those interactions with faith and people and things like that. But uh, it is just a fun 90s style superhero team book, man. That's what it is. And so, um, yeah. I'm probably going to back it or donate to whatever the like contribute whatever it is yeah and it's uh, indiegogo yeah and it's it's so weird because it's (laughs) both of them like have different verbiage for that stuff you know like it's a bat but i still i call everybody backers because they're back in the project you know um i just haven't they still call it a backer report yeah 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 because uh I just haven't because like they take the money out like directly that's like the one cool thing about kickstarter is i can plan ahead 
be like, oh, okay. So. Yeah, but you know, that's also a bad thing about Kickstarter that I found out because uh, what happens is, you know, I've, I've had this, um, I've had this, this, the same problem that's happened with every campaign that I've ran is that there's a chunk of people that don't update their payment information. And by the end of it, I've had dropped pledges. Yeah, well, that happened I was last very, year. Yeah, I was very fortunate with the um, with the hybrids one through five arc with that, that I did on Kickstarter that everyone did manage to get their money in uh, towards the end. And so, um, but on every other one, we've had failed pledges. And that could be detrimental to your budget, you know, because yeah. they, they pledged. So you budgeted and now you're down 500 bucks, you know, or 300 bucks or something like that. And it, it could hurt a lot, but with Indiegogo, since it takes it out right away, you know, what you get is what you get. So yeah. that is a bonus. That's a yeah. bonus for that part. Yeah. Yeah. We did Indiegogo when we first started. Well, I did. Indiegogo. Uh, Dylan was like, he's more, he was more like marketing wizard and everything in the beginning and uh mm, yeah. i didn't know much of any of that or business stuff and uh i was just trying to get money to pay artists ahead of time or whatever so i yeah. wanted to just do one but we had no audience or anything so i did two different indiegogos and obviously they failed because i didn't have an audience or anything and he's like yeah. see okay now listen to me this time and i didn't and then we did a kickstarter but like the kickstarter would have succeeded if there was focus on one thing but it was focused on like multiple things like we were trying to get money for like comic cons and like seven other things so yeah but. it's that thing every publisher needs audience capital yep. and distribution yeah. it's so hard to gain those things and what you see is there's a whole lot of people that come out and say hey we're going to be a publisher and like you know they try to stack up books under their title and they make all these deals and all these moves but at the end of the day do they have do they have an audience do they have distribution do they have capital if the answer is no to any one of those three things, then you're not really a publisher. And so people don't even understand how hard it is to be a publisher until yeah. you're kind of sitting in the seats that we're sitting in. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you're like, trust me, it's really hard. It's really hard because <laughs> you need money for everything. And uh, everything's so expensive. Like anything yep. that you need to do to further the, the business, it's just, everything costs just tons of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Dylan didn't even know how much like I was paying for like all the art and everything. Yeah. And uh, which kind of sucks because like the original first issue, like it was cool that it's cool that it's out, even though like it's now going to be totally, not totally different, but it's like so much better than the original one. And um, so I, I paid for all that art, but like now it's like just wasted because we're not going to use it again after. You know, that, that is tough. There's got to be a yeah. way that you can, that you can find a way to recycle that at some point. So. Yeah. And maybe like, off of, yeah, maybe off of like a setting like this, we can, you know, maybe I, I might have some ideas for you that you can throw around and yeah. you know, be able to recycle it. There's, there's ways to make money, um, yeah. to make additional money. Cause he did like the artist messed up some things. Like he kept the Camaro logo in, uh, copyrighted, bub. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I was like, cool dude. And, uh, then like I was asking some people and I'm like, uh, can I like sell these because of this? And then some people are like, Oh yeah, you can. And I was like, uh, okay. So I'm literally giving them away with like, like the early people that backed our Kickstarter, like they're getting those, like the ones that are just chilling. Oh, over that's here. really cool. Yeah. I'm just giving them away. Cause I want, I don't want them here anymore. And, uh, 
Yeah. Like, I hate you. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of my sight! I don't even want to see you anymore. <laughs> and then when, <laughs> and then when they get the new first issue, like I'll be like, yeah, compare it, and just be like, well, one, it's like so much longer, and it's just like the new version is so much more detailed. Ugh, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> you learn so much over over the over the uh, process of it, don't you? Yeah, like I'm still learning stuff. Like you always learn stuff, but like oh, a yeah. letter, Jerome is like, oh, can you like try to send TIFF files instead. He said that last night. I was like, oh, I have to get like every person involved Jerome. to send TIFF files. But, yeah. What's Jerome's last name? Uh, Gagnon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just lettered, um, he just lettered Video Nations. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's like my letterer for like anything. Because he's going to be doing a, a couple that I go with, but. Yeah, I, I used to use like Joel Rodriguez because I know he does it. Well, he's now like super busy, but um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I've got a, a really good letter that is. She's kind of a a, a hidden gem, <laughs> like nobody knows about her, <laughs> um, and she has great rates and she does fantastic work, and I'm like, you know, I, I've never been disappointed with what she's put out. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not her main gig. Like it is not her main gig at all. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So when she does it, it's like, oh, I just like lettering comic books, you know. <laughs> but she does an amazing job. So uh, yeah, yeah, like, very, very happy. <laughs> our like first, first version of Seer Chronicles before like the one that was printed or whatever. Well, the other one was printed, but um, before the Kickstarter one, I gave it to like thirty people or something like that, and like my friend Aaron that does Effective Nerd. It's like a blog for like indie, like everything. And uh, he said him and like a bunch of other people are like, oh, well, the lettering is pretty bad. And I was like, yep, because Dylan did it in like Photoshop and he didn't know how to do like any of that. So there's bubbles everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then we got Jerome and then I was like, wow, this is way better. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people, they try to save money on the letter and that's really, that's, that's really a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is. But, um, you know, I, I started lettering cause no one I knew knew how to letter and it was, you know, this whole digital lettering thing was kind of new when I started, you know, I was started with Photoshop four. Uh, so that's been a minute, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And so I was working on Photoshop four and five when I first started lettering comics. And so a lot of the tricks, you know, which I can fly through it now in Photoshop, people's like, Oh, well, I use illustrator. I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Like it's, if that's your tool that you use, but I've never had a, um, a solid time with, with that particular, that particular bit of software, but I've been on Photoshop since forever. You know? Yeah. So I can fly through the lettering on that stuff, but I hate to do lettering. It's, it's boring for me. It's tedious. I'd rather draw. Um, and right now with, with starting Terraform, I'm way too busy, way yeah. too busy to do any lettering. So we're yeah, hiring it out. Yeah. Like Joel was saying when he was on our podcast last year and he's like, yeah, like I do lettering, but like most writers could do lettering. And I was like, or that's like a thing that some, most of the like indie writers do. And I was like, oh, I don't think I have like time to do that yeah. <laughs> because I have to do this whole business thing that I'm. I do most of the work for 
if it has to do with the website, then that's Dylan. Or if um, yeah. it has to deal with like graphic design stuff, which I'm mm -hmm. starting to learn like GIMP because I don't want him to, I, I don't want to like have to need him for something that's like super yeah. simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've done all that stuff. I still do all that stuff, but yeah, I, I try to. I try to. Now, I will say, yeah, a lot of in, like a lot of independent guys who write also letter, but they're not. They're not usually skilled at it, you know, because yeah. it's an art form. It really is an art form. Yeah. But if anyone wants to like be better at lettering, I just send them over to blambot.com, and there's like all kinds of resources for them there. So. Yeah, I think we looked at that. He looked at Dylan looked at that, and he still didn't. He didn't do like the. He did. Some, it wasn't like terrible, but it, it could have been better, but we didn't yeah. have a letter. <laughs> yeah. People miss out some of the rules too. Like there's not like, I guess yeah. there's not really rules, but like there's some certain guidelines that make it, makes it look professional. And so. Yeah. In the beginning yeah. when I was like writing the story that turned into a comic, a uh, bunch of comics, um, I didn't think it was such a hard process of making a comic. I was just like, oh, I'm going to just make a comic like every year. <laughs> so this is going to be easy. And then I'm like, oh, I have to hire an artist and then a letter and a colorist. Oh, okay. By the end of the year, I will have made four comics this year. I am trying to. I'm trying to hit our stretch goal to at least get scales out. And then I'm trying to get ink two out. That's our other stretch goal. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm That's, really trying yeah. to do that. So it's we would, hard. In total, yeah. So in total, we would have five comics, which is awesome. But then next year, we're trying to think. We're thinking of maybe not doing a Kickstarter, or we're trying to do something else. Like there's this thing called like a Mug Club, but we're trying to do something kind of like that. So it's like Patreon, but not using Patreon, and yeah. sh show the pro progress like the entire time for people but like we have to figure out how we're going to do that for and yeah. how to get people to do that so yeah get people interested in that stuff yeah it's, yeah. it's hard so yeah so we're going to have um well right now we've got with terraform we've got hybrids we've got cat dad and super mom uh we are going to we've signed a, a contract with uh, austin janowski for his uh one shot dawn of the dead which we're looking at probably doing late this year beginning of next year we've got um, uh, we've got Mark Darden who's doing, um, who's doing Guano Guy. And so those are our mini series. Like those are the series books that are coming out. And then we're doing some other things that are coming out in a, in kind of a different format, which are going to be pretty cool. So it's cool. Yeah. Lots of work. And it's just, yeah. People don't realize yeah. how, 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 how much work goes into it. Yeah. It's like my, uh, friend. Um, I don't really hang out. I don't hang out with like anybody right now. <laughs> um, and uh, when I hung out with him, like kind of a lot, because I used to go to the gym with him a bunch, and uh, just because it was convenient, because I drove him there. Um, He's like, "Oh, well, running a comic book business isn't really like hard." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what do you know, man? <laughs> what do you t What do you do? You You're like an assistant manager at a bank. You just sit there." Like, no, but like so much that goes into this. Yeah. Project managing, keeping things on course, on time, keeping things under budget, um, yeah. you know, finding the team members to make it all happen. 
finding an audience to buy the comics once they're done. Yeah. It's all a lot of work, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to find a new audience right now, you know, so I've got the Kickstarter audience, but we, I, we don't have the Indiegogo audience. Yeah. And so I'm trying to build that, that audience. So, because I like the Indiegogo platform for a couple of different reasons. It's got the, uh, it's got the secret perks. I was literally really going to say that. I was going to say yeah, that. Which, yeah. That's really great for retailers. So I can create a retail package because the last time I did the retail bundle on the hybrid stuff, I had people that definitely weren't stores ordering the books. They're just ordering them in bulk. So they had extra copies. I'm like, then they probably totally sold them the on like eBay or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so like you're totally missing the point of that or they're taking them to their own tables and selling them, you know, or whatever at a convention it's, I believe it happens all the time you know um but yeah so it, it's it's kind of problematic but with the secret perk you know you go hey here's the link you're a retailer here's the link you can buy these and so it works out really well i like the add-on perks which kickstarter starting to add they're starting yeah. to do that i i like the idea that you know it hits the customer's card right away you know so that it, they don't have to forget about it you don't have the dropped pledges at the end um i like I like the in-demand a lot. Yeah, that's, I, I wish Kickstarter had something like that. Yeah. And so, like, I, I still have, I still have the other, I just shipped out some packages where people went back to get the old, the old covers, you know, the, uh, the, the floppies, which I've got the floppies now as an add-on, but they wanted some of the other stuff that that had that, you know, that this new campaign didn't have, so. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that, you know, you can still do that. And then this, once this goes to in demand, we'll just continue using the, using it as a store Yeah. and start adding other things to it, you know? And so that's the other good thing. You can keep it open as long as you want and add things and it just continues to be a store for you. And so yeah. it's really, really nice. So as long as there's the trash day arc thing, I'll, you know, I'll also include all these other things with it. So it's really nice. That's cool. uh, yeah, so I'm cause... trying to build the audience there. <laughs> Yeah, it takes a lot of work. Um, it really does. There's like people that have come to me over the last couple of months, and there's one kid that's like, oh, "I'm gonna put my comic on Kickstarter," and I was like, "You don't have that many followers," and he's like, "So?" And I was like, "Do you have a mailing list?" And he's like, "No." I was like, "Okay." You and he's one. like. <laughs> And I'm like starting to make my website, and I was like, "Oh, like WordPress," or and he's like, "Oh, like Wix," and I was like, uh, yeah. "And I'm like, okay, sure." I like to take these young guys and try to help them out as much as I can. Yeah, you know, if so, they'll listen. Yeah, so I'm like, um, yeah, so just do this, 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 and he had like a perk or a reward that he was gonna do. That's uh, he was gonna like buy their plane tickets to go to a comic con. And that was before the fact of like Comic Cons were being canceled. And then like once they started getting canceled, he's like, "Oh, I guess I can't do my Kickstarter now." And I was like, "Yeah," because his whole thing was focused around bringing people like two lucky people. And I'm like, "Yeah, but like you should get your book printed. That should be the number one priority. That should be your focus around your yeah yeah. Your, your focus is printing and shipping. That is your focus yeah. as a creator." print and print and ship <laughs> yeah but you know was... I, I i applaud his ingenuity thinking you know trying to think outside the box but uh yeah, yeah it really is about getting the, getting that stuff printed and, and yeah um, and out to the customer yeah for this kickstarter i estimated like 
200 backers because the last Kickstarter was 118 people, and then it was like dropped like a number, three people dropped or something like that. Yeah, and uh, I was like, ah, eh, well, okay. And uh, one guy like kind of got pissed off. <laughs> I sent him the link this time, <laughs> but he didn't answer. And he's like, I went to school with him, and he's like, oh, I didn't know it came out now. And I was like, it it was funded, yeah. Like, when do you think it was going to charge you? And uh, he's like, well, now I don't have money to, for gas to get to work. And I was like, you don't have $17 to get? Okay. And I'm like, I could refund it. And he, like, just, you won't get the stuff. And he's like, yeah, like, please. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I did it, and, like, it was instant, which was – I didn't think it was instant. He's like, oh, wow. I was like, super fast. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even know it was that fast. Yeah. Thanks for backing, even though, like, you couldn't back it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, again, that's again that's why I like the the Indiegogo where it takes it out right away. It's like yeah. do it when you got money. Uh, that's what I like to do. I like to do it when I got money, so that I, you know. Yeah, because I was gonna. Uh, I talked to Todd Mulrooney and uh, Mark Barron, Mike, Mike Mark, and uh, mm-hmm. they have Florida Man on Indiegogo, and I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of gonna get that but like i need money to get that and they're like oh yeah it's still on there it's on like in demand or whatever and i was like oh okay yeah yeah, yeah so that's what i plan on doing. i'll probably extend this campaign uh an additional 30 days to do a total of 60 um haven't fully decided on that yet i want to wait and see what what it looks like when we get closer to the, end of the 30 days uh of the of first 30 so we're doing pretty good um 28 backers so far which i mean if i was on indie if i was on kickstarter I would probably have double that already, (laughs) Um, you know, and so uh, especially when we, you know, when you look at um, um, combining what I did with that and then also with, with uh, Voodoo Nations, but uh, like I said, trying to build an audience over there on Indiegogo, you know, if I can get an audience on both, you know, that's, that's the, that's the ideal thing. You know, I want to be able to reach three, four, 500 people each time, you know, we, we launch a book. So, yeah. Um, just bite the bullet and dig in and try to build an audience on, on Indiegogo. That's, that's, that's the best I could do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for coming on and doing this. And yeah, uh, That's no problem. Yeah. Well, have you on again. Next time, Dylan will be on. I, I was just sure. trying to get a ton of episodes. Yeah. I oh. get it. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. it Get it taken care of. So when's this one going to be on? Uh sometime in september it, but okay. um we i'll definitely tag you and all that stuff um okay. yeah. uh, i started with like three people that wanted to do this today and then i got like five or six or whatever yeah. like i'm ending with chuck as like the last oh, guest yeah. for today i was like oh okay <laughs> that's fine um and uh yeah so thanks for coming on hey man hey yeah, no problem, man.